0: America, this is the SEN MLB podcast. Welcome to the show. This is SEM Baseball. My name's Craig Koenig, and plenty to go on at MLB this week, of course. Just early days in the season, but things are starting to sh- take shape. But before we get there, joining me behind the microphone today, former Detroit Tiger Russell Spear. Good morning. How are you, mate? Wonderful, thank you. Good How to see you? you. First time this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've missed
0: you. Where have you been?
1: Uh, having babies, actually.
0: Going to get to your summer yeah. in just a moment time. Also joining us, rookie this uh, on SCN Baseball, Brennan Wilson, former Anaheim Angel. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, terrific. Missed
2: out last year, so I'm excited for this year.
0: It was good to get both of you guys to come in this particular week. Of course, we'll start with you, Russ. Now five-time Division One champions, the Essendon Baseball Club.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Quite an effort. Especially consecutive. Back-to-back is something. That's rewriting history here.
1: That's what they tell me. It's uh, It was great. I, I did hear you had our uh, esteemed coach in here. Yes,
0: had Pete Giles, but of course you...
1: Sir, you... Sir Pete Giles.
0: Sorry, Lord <laughs> Lord <laughs> Pete <laughs> Giles. Um, he's a tough one, of course, as you would well know. He's very humble about what's going on and always plays it down and says the players are terrific and aren't they wonderful. But him coming into the club, what sort of real impact did he have? As I say, five times, Division 1, and winning them consecutively is something that's never been done here in Victorian baseball especially, but what's what sort of attributes has he brought to the club that's helped you win five straight? Yeah, look, he, he
1: is wonderful and you're right, he's, he's as humble a man as I've ever met, but um, I think you know, I, I coached uh, at the club before, Pete, and I'm a pretty intense train. Didn't want to bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's alright, we lost three in a row whilst <laughs> I was there, and uh, that's okay. Uh, so it could have been
0: eight straight, wouldn't that have been something? Yeah, there is.
1: yeah, right, but, uh, but look Pete, I think his his, his best attribute is uh, his consistency. He never never gets overawed. never yep. never gets upset. He's pretty consistent in in his attitude and his uh, emotions, but. Probably the biggest thing is that um, he's allowed the individual to be an individual. Yeah, we, we play as a team, and it's it's big. Uh, it's all about the team. You don't play for yourself. But outside of that, like blokes like myself and Brett Tamburino, who are a little bit older and um, been around a while, you know, we we, we don't play all year. Yep. we uh, play when we can. We prepare ourselves the best we can, and,
0: yep. and he allows us to be individuals as far as that goes. If it uh, benefits the club, yep. uh, in the long run, then fantastic. Um, I will say no more late night phone calls after you win. No, that's Brendan, Brendan Wilson again, uh, welcome, Don't winning, what talking about. <laughs> <laughs> winning uh, part of the Moorabbin Baseball Club, winning the Division 2 Championship the year, this now will send you up to Division 1 next year, a really great year by the club, and you know, um, Ben Lokes, full credit to him, put the whole sort of team together, but a terrific year, I think you only lost two games yeah, all year?
2: Three games, I think, uh, two in the regular season and one in the finals, but... It was yeah, it was a fantastic year, and all credit to Ben. He um, we put together a team of uh, very, very good baseball players that all came along and said, "Let's get this club and and get together to go forward into Division One." So this was first step, uh, winning Division Two. We set out not to lose a game. Obviously, I had a whole bunch of team goals, but the goal was to get to Division One and yep. take this team and the club with us and and hopefully add some more younger guys as we go. So it was a, an exceptional year, but the real challenge starts in a, you know in uh, probably January. Uh, Next year, uh, sorry, later this year, so that we can
0: stay in Division 1 and continue forward. Former pitcher, as I mentioned, with the Anaheim Angels, do you do do much pitching these days, or old custard arm, and now you're a regular player in the field, (laughs) swing the bat, that sort of thing? Do you do much pitching at all? No,
2: I uh, I threw two innings, or not even completed two innings uh, during the season. I've got injuries now, so I played centre field most of the year, Um, tried to swing the bat as well as I could, just contribute to the team. I was more brought in to be a leader and help the younger pitchers um, and develop that, you know, Division 1 mentality so we could go forward for the next year.
1: Oh, man, now. He's an old man. How old are you, Willow?
2: I'm 30. Oh, you poor bugger. 30? Yeah,
1: <laughs> What's but 30? I, I cannot oh, throw geez. the
0: baseball anymore. I it's, can't uh, remember 30. That was so long ago. Now,
1: I, I must admit, I, I went past uh, Moorabbin Baseball Club only the other day. For whatever reason, I was down that way. And I know, Frida, you've got a good connection to the club. That... I used to train at that field when I was ten or eleven. You know, with all those little state teams. Yeah. It hasn't changed one. Bit. <laughs> one bit. next year's going to. I got to, off, but I got you're off right. the track just to go and have a look. Thinking, <laughs> I'll, I'll go down a bit of memory lane stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Uh,
0: I like things same, same. You yeah, know, we'll just keep well, it nice and it,
1: grungy, changed, mate. Yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> you, you'll see
2: some change next year. The club's actually going really well, but up until that, I think there was they were saying it's like forty or fifty years since yeah. there's been any change to the to, to the field or. Yeah, there is plans for new,
0: new back net. There right. is some. There is some plans for, oh. for some changes to be made. Divvy one now. You playing with the big boys? Yeah, that's you it. We got to, to, to step uh... it up. <laughs> What's the difference? Divin Div- division twos what about 27, 28 games? Yeah, division one. Go, this is why you only play half a season. Yeah, <laughs> it's 10
1: games to me. <laughs> the
0: full season gets into the way of the golf, so generally Christmas onwards is uh, when the real boys come play. Yeah, yeah it is for what us. What is it, a 30... It's 30-odd,
2: 30-something? 33.
0: Days? You not know that, would you? 33 yeah. games?
2: Yeah, 33 games. You yeah. might have to get that. Um, listen, oh, no, but, it's mate. no good.
0: They had a fairly strong pitching staff. I, I reckon there's one, one thing that has to happen for Panthers, and I think they could really compete. One would be first and foremost, keep the same squad together. Sure. But if you could throw a Nick Veal, who is a, a Morabin player, currently over in Perth, I think he's locked yeah. into Perth, unfortunately. If you could add a Nick Veal to that squad, you've got a competitive team in Division 1. And, and you had an import import yeah. player yeah. Who, who was quite good, Franco wasn't he? Franco Van Derke, yeah, he was yeah. very
2: good. He took out the league MVP, the Cy Young for the league as well. Right. Um, he may be coming back. He's got If he gets some work commitments, then he may not. But uh, at this stage, he's still coming
0: back, which is a huge plus for the club. Let's get to it. The major leagues, of course, this year is underway. I think we're we're around 15, 20 games in the season, long, so 162-game season. Best record in baseball right now, the Chicago Cubs. Um, luckily, JC's not in this week. Loves the Cubs. He is on Phew. the Cubs bandwagon. Really doing a great job, are the Cubs. Um, after that, the Washington Nationals, who have been something... Um, so far this season, sitting at 11-4, and four, Cubs are 12-4. and four. Arizona have won uh, five straight, and San Francisco have lost five straight just this particular week. But there's so many games that go on as the season goes. Um, Bryce Harper, he's something to behold, Bryce Harper. And before we go anywhere, we're just going to have a listen to one of his shots from this week.
3: Here's Bryce in the series of sack fly, a walk. Two for 11 the Grand Slam, six
0: RBIs. And he takes Kohler deep again. Dead center. It is gone. Bryce Harper's sixth career homer against Kohler. His eighth of the year. It's one nothing, Washington. Unbelievable, Bryce Harper, the way he can mash. I think that was his second Grand Slam. Um, second career Grand Slam. Second career. Second career. Grand Slam this season. This season, yeah, and he's he's gone on a tear. He's also, just in the last sort of 10 days or so, is he the best player in the game right now, Bryce Harper? Absolutely. Right now he is. Uh, he's, he's come on... This is coming off an MVP year,
2: and he's just come into this season, and he's continued on and he's better his numbers are better already than they were last year and he's the type of guy that will look to maintain it for the whole year
1: Would he get a game for the Morabin Panthers it Just it's, maybe it's, it's funny you mentioned that
0: question because this right towards I had a particular night with uh, Brennan celebrating their grand final win it was it was a terrific night I actually saw him twerking at You'll one stage You will do anything for a
1: celebration
0: <laughs> Oh absolutely but it was mentioned if Bryce Harper happened to play at Moorabbin, how many home runs would he hit? You've seen that short right-field porch. It's like shorter than Yankee Stadium was. And we did some math. Five times 27 games works out to be a lot of home runs. Well, his his average home run distance is
2: over 400 feet, and that fence is only about
0: 320.
2: Is it even 320? I don't think it's
0: 320. I think it's in the 250 range myself. I was able to... Hit one or two that way, only one or two. But uh, right now, there's no doubt he's probably up there with the biggest show-offs in the game. Where do, you, where do you sit with the flamboyance that comes along with some of these players? Spearzy, come on, come play. Oh,
2: don't get me started on this side. I don't think he's
0: flamboyant. I think he's a a balls-out player.
2: Yeah, he he I plays the game hard every day. He, he puts in, he trains, he runs the ball down, he runs into the walls. Yeah, he might... Prance around a little bit, and make sure his beard's groomed well, but he plays the game hard every day. I and I agree. I, I and
1: I like the way he goes about his business. To be honest with you, I just there's there's times with me, and I'm 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 a little bit old school. Yep, yep. That I just feel like we, the blokes with the pill, um, are losing the ability to really um, stand your ground. Yeah. And that's probably where I struggle with I it.
0: agree with that wholeheartedly is, is, you know, the moment, for example, and I'll just go back to when you were a pup a, a while ago, but there was the intimidation factor. There, there is a There is a video called Hardball. Yes. And it, you, you've seen it. And, and it's regards to a lot of it's about home plate, playing baseball hard essentially, but a lot of it's about the pitcher owning mm-hmm. certain parts of the plate and the hitter. Owning certain parts of the plate. And there comes the mind games between the two about who's allowed to pitch inside. And and, and the umpire has to make a split-second decision to decide, was that intentional, that ball that got away? The pitcher stands there and goes, oh, slipped. You know, that one just got away from me. But the umpire, you know, warning of guys, I think they're too quick to jump to, that was intentional. Yeah. Uh, rather than a human error that comes into it, sometimes I think that can get misconstrued by the umpire.
1: And I, and I, and I do believe that um, you know these guys are, you know, major league baseballs. So no matter what level you play at, and, and they practice this, and they fine point being able to throw a ball over a you know a plate and, and hit uh, hit areas of the plate consistently,
2: mm-hmm.
1: every now and then the ball does slip, Willow. You've been a pitcher. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with the fact that you seem to be sitting on the hitter side here, but I'll... I'll That's th- what I mean, he's turned I'll, the yeah, custard, well, custard well, arm and now he's yeah, a hitter, I, oh, so yeah, I was, I was fortunate Harper, enough to
2: learn from you, Russell, and I remember you telling me one thing, and that was that when I'm standing on the mound with the ball, nothing can happen. I'm in complete control. And I've always tried to convey that to the people that I teach now. But I think exactly what uh, Frida said, in Major League Baseball... People are scared now because if you hit a guy, or if you are seen to throw at a guy, you get publicly chastised in in the media, and it's horrible. And social media, there's wannabe wanna is be huge. journalists just yeah. go crazy with all and that. And so, stuff. but so I don't, maybe I they don't, don't want to hit the best guy in baseball because if they are the guy that hits him and hurts him, and he's out of the game, then you know that's career ending for them as well.
1: Yeah, and I and I understand and I agree. And I, I'm not talking about hitting blokes, but I'm talking about commanding yeah. that inside part of the plate. I'm command, commanding that ball that's up at someone's chin because you know what? You get out of the way of those things. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I, to me, that, that's the presence that people need. Like, I agree. How do the, the Nolan Ryans and the and the Kurt Schillings and, and those animals yeah. you know, that have come up,
0: they lived in there. We're going to come back to Kurt Schilling in a moment. Nothing right. to do with his pitching. But just on that, in that particular um, hardball, that video there you know this is the way the game used to kind of be and now has changed a little Bob Gibson famously nasty pitcher for the St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals back in the day he had a teammate who apparently they were good buddies and the way that his teammate used to hit he used to sort of dive across the plate a little bit throw his wing in there try and get it nicked and got Gibson said to him you ever get traded and play for another team I'll break your arm. If you throw your arm in there, I'll break it. Well, of course, that happened. The player went on and got traded, and Bob Gibson went out there, and he says in the video, I, I tried to hit him, I got him, and I broke his arm. And the guy was out of the game for six months with a broken arm. So now it's completely changed. You would find, yes, the player would still be out. 6 months with a broken arm but you'll find Bob Gibson would be suffering a probably a long suspension or something like that for for throwing intentionally at a guy as I say back in the day you could get away with it not so much now. And in your mind who's who's in the wrong Frida? Who's in the wrong? Uh, political correctness. Yeah, come on. Um I, I think hitters are in the wrong.
1: In, the, in that situation, Gibson, you know, the bloke who... Because we allow
0: also hitters. Remember, Barry Bonds in his day would go up with elbow guard, yeah. with a guard here and yep. a guard there. If, if I'm a hitter and I'm standing in there with that kind of protection on, you can throw everything at me. It ain't gonna hurt. Yeah, you learn to deflect balls and yep. that sort of stuff. Yep. So if they're gonna if they're gonna instantly react to pitches about whether they think it was intentional or not, they need to limit the amount of protective gear that hitters can go to bat with. That's interesting because so much of baseball, as you know, Yogi Berra said, ninety percent mental, fifty the other fifty percent physical. <laughs> you you need to have that intimidation factor as a pitcher. You wanna. You want the hitter to know that I can come inside and get you if I want to. That's why I own the outside of the plate. So you need to have that mental thing going on.
2: So it's interesting we talk about that at the moment because they talk about this being a pitcher driven ear at the moment. There's less hitting, pitchers are dominating, more strikeouts than ever. Yet we talk about we're sitting here saying that there's a guy that's hitting home runs free will. And no no one's actually scared to throw at him. So the pitchers are better, but they have lost the ability to intimidate or they're scared to pitch inside because they're controlling
0: it. If the pitcher's standing on the hill going, I'm not allowed to go inside because I know the umpire's on me for whatever reason or the way he reads the the landscape of the game at the moment, (laughs) and so the pitcher says, right, all I can do is either feed it straight down the tube or the outside edge. Hitters get on that. They understand he's not coming inside. Now, as a pitcher, what is the number one factor that you have to be able to do to be successful in your craft? Throw strike. Throw inside. <laughs> yeah,
1: command it inside. You
0: have, you have to be able to throw inside the hitters, otherwise the hitter's going to lean out there all day.
1: And, and that's, that's probably where I come from. If, if a pitcher has to um, go to battle... Throwing strikes, you know, and that's what we do, and we talk about losing the ability to throw the ball inside, and yeah. and the hitter's comfortable enough to, to know that the bloke's not going to come in here and hurt me, I can go out and get something, why do they get the uh, opportunity to showboat and throw it around where the pitch doesn't have any opportunity to retaliate? Yeah.
2: That's for me. That's no, where I agree. I, that's where and I, see and I think that that goes back to the intimidation. You throw the ball inside. You take four or five steps down the down the mound. You walk, grab the ball, stare at the hitter, and get back on the hill and throw it in there again. Yeah. And now try and make him look silly. But
0: now then, you get a million hits on social media. Yeah. Go. How's he staring him down? Yeah. What's he doing that for? Mm. Because the general public, and I, and I mean this as nice as possible, general public sometimes don't know what it's like to stand in the batter's box and have ninety five to hundred fizzing mm. around your ears. It is a real intimidation factor.
1: And and from the other side of that, being on a mound, having a bloke who's six foot six swinging a stick that's uh, as hard as he can trying to murder a baseball, it, it's, um,
0: that also and can be. And when he hits it 400 feet and flips <laughs> his bat 30 in the it's air also and trots. Well, you get turned into a gum card, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Batista's has turned into <laughs> that, a gum card, and blokes it. are getting it tattooed on their yeah. body and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. But uh, we've got to go to a break shortly. The. Uh, Clubby, the producers here is getting on me case, but you mentioned Kurt Schilling in there now. Kurt Schilling has been sacked by ESPN. We're not going to get into this, guys, because it is a very sensitive issue with the uh, the way the world is right now. But interesting to see Kurt uh, Schilling was fired for. Uh, what personally I see as, as, as somewhat of an insignificant kind of tweet, but there is a long history and long background to Kurt Schilling leading up to this particular point. Uh, obviously, ESPN have just said, enough's enough, you're done. You're entitled to an opinion, I think, but his opinion seems to be
2: err on the wrong side of um, Conservative that ESPN are willing to put up with. Yeah,
0: they, they uh, didn't take kindly to it, and and I think, Russ, as you mentioned um just off-air is also there would be a million players lining up to want to be an analyst for ESPN. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from ESPN's point of view, they've made the their choice they're going to stick by it and they'll have guys lining up to audition to be a new analyst on ESPN. He got more chance I mean he he made some mistakes earlier and he got more chances because he's pitched
2: with the bloody sock. He's got um six all-star appearances. He's done, he's done some legendary some crazy things. things. Yeah. So that's probably why they kept him. They moved him from Sunday Night Baseball to Monday Night Baseball as an analyst, but you know enough obviously was enough for ESPN.
0: Yeah, they had enough and um, terrific stuff. All right, that's the end of uh segment now. We're gonna go to a short break. You're listening to SEN baseball. Celex Recoding Service specialise in electrostatic painting, where our fully trained staff and state of the art equipment enables projects of any size to be coated either on site or in our well equipped Bayside facility. Celix Recoding Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available. And items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celix Recoding Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available. And items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Selex Recoding Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting, and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at RecodingService.com.au or call 9788-4000. And welcome back to SEN Baseball, guys. Of course, still on Major League Baseball. The Chicago Cubs did say on the outset, uh, currently leading baseball, best record 12 wins and 4 losses, I raised the name Jake Arrieta, who was absolutely phenomenal in the latter part of last season going into playoffs and things for the Chicago Cubs, but comes out this week and throws a no-hitter. Phenomenal performance, and the guys, obviously their ace, uh, is the third third shortest span between no-hitters. He's got nine games between no-hitters. Of course, his second one he threw nine starts ago. But uh, Johnny Vandermeer has d- did it in consecutive starts, but that's back in the turn of the century, some old-timer where they used to throw a rock around and not play <laughs> with real baseballs. But Jake Arrieta, uh, Willow, you watched a bit of Chicago Cubs. Um, Jake Arrieta's pretty good.
2: He's outstanding. He pitches, he hides the ball well. He pitches with a lot of presence, which we were talking about earlier. He uh, commands four pitches, and he is outstanding. And we saw last year he won the Cy Young Uh, For the National League And then he comes out this year And he's just been dominant I think it's 20 24 starts I think 20 of those Have been quality Uh, It's one of the longest Spans in in, um, history as well so yep. he's just proving and when you continue to put games like this together you're going to continue to have these type of results and no hitters in a short time frame we talk about some guys having a no hitter once in their career yeah, and it's a it's an odd event because they might be a soft tossing lefty or, or something but uh, he just continues to put quality starts together so then he's going to continue to have these results and like I said his teammates say that they expect him to pitch like this every game because that's the person he's become um, after being really a nobody I guess two or three years ago
0: yeah He's put together now a year and a half or, or so of just outstanding pitching. Do you put him in the discussion of the best pitchers in the game currently? Besides this isolated game, no hit is always exceptional, but is, is he in the conversation as the best pitchers in the game right he is now? He's in the top
2: three or four pitchers right now in the game, around with uh, Clayton Kershaw and Zach Reinke. You know He is up there, um, and you, he will continue to be probably for another four or five years, but right now,
3: absolutely.
1: Hey, Willow, just just elaborate on, on quality start. It, to me, that's seven innings, three
2: runs, or less? Yeah, absolutely, that, you're spot is on. Is the, the Major League metric, my, my metric coming up when I was taught was seven innings, two runs or less. I believe the Major League metric that they used for these stats, which our game is full of a mate, is a lot of stats, is um, seven innings and three runs, eight innings, two runs, something
0: like that. Eight innings, three runs, right. seven innings, two runs, something around that. So you're saying, what was the number again, 24? 24 stars. So just to sort of break this down, you're saying that Jake... Arrieta has gone to pitch 24 times and essentially has thrown seven innings and given up less than three runs in 24 starts. I think it was 17 starts he's done that. In 17 consecutive, so out of those 24
2: starts, he's had a record of 20 and 1. He lost, it was still a quality start, but I think he yep. had 17 consecutive quality starts. That's phenomenal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and this bloke, I mean, he's, this is his sixth season in the league. You know, he's only 30. Yeah, he's, he's still a pup, really. I know Willow can't throw over a gem tin anymore, but this bloke's only 30 he and can still, <laughs> still get it. He's done. got he's,
2: he's had some injuries, but his arm is is essentially fresh for being a 30 year old. I mean, yeah, he's, he's I think he's under a thousand career innings, so. Uh, he's got ten years possibly left.
0: So is he, is he really just broken into the big leagues in the last couple of years, or where is he kind of come from? If he, if years, he hasn't thrown a lot of innings.
2: Uh, six years he's been, but he's had injuries. He's bounced around up up and down from AAA to the major leagues. The, two years ago, he had a four ERA and was eleven and eleven, I think, for the Cubs. And last year, he goes twenty and one and wins a Cy Young. Yeah, you fair to
0: say something clicked. <laughs> something has clicked, and and just stick with us. We're just going to have a listen to that final out of Jake Arrieta's. No hitter. Here comes the two-two in the air. This should do it. Jason Hayward makes a it catch. It's a no hitter. Jake Arrieta has done it again. Terrific stuff there for uh, Jake Arrieta and the Chicago Cubs. A no hitter. I think it's the first one this season to this particular point. Spizzy. Uh,
1: I, I, I was talking to Brendan off off air about. Um... You know Jake Arrieta and 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 his physique. You know th- this guy's ripped. You know he he looks like.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we were talking about it before when when I played. The, the body was the big horse, the yeah. big guy, the yeah. big shoulders, the big bum. You yeah. know the big legs. So well, you, used you
0: all you all look like Bartola was, Cologne. Yeah, which is his well, <laughs> first <perfect>. Well Russell <laughs> Russell was
2: brought up, and when he was sixteen, his mum brought him a calf, and yeah. he carried <laughs> it around a, the farm yeah, every day, yeah, and yeah. he just got bigger and bigger, and yeah, that's a, and you yeah. got Nolan Ryan. There's stuff. a guy down, down Franks who used to carry. Carry
0: anvils, the anvil, <laughs> anvil. Yeah, they had a competition to carry an anvil around a footy field, <laughs> right? And he just killed everybody. Now yeah, farmers walk, yeah, he was a but killer. It,
1: but it's it's funny how you look at this bloke in, in compared to those guys that I I thought about was you know the Nolan Ryans or Kurt Schilling's the Roger Clemens they were just big guys, big big guys. But you look at Jake Arrieta and, and, and a lot of guys now they they just look unbelievably athletic. They yeah. they look like you know CrossFitters of Absolutely. today, don't they? Like I mean, and they talk yeah.
2: about their fitness regimes. Are that they run. They lift weights, they don't power lift, so they keep the elasticity in their we, bodies. We touched,
0: touched base with Liam Hendricks, Australia's Liam Hendricks, yeah. with the Oakland A's. It is another one. Yeah, um, we were actually crossing to the Rogers Centre shortly, but he was when we talked to him last week, he was big on the Pilates. Yeah. He said Pilates had really helped him in the off-season. Of course, his velocity has jumped in the last, say, 18 months to two years, and he's really in the mid to high 90s range now but he was big on the pilates and said it really helped him and it's really changed i mean i know it's been a long time since i played pro ball but
1: um, when i was there it was like you know go into the gym and learn to squat a house. You know, that's, yeah. that's what they wanted you to do. You yeah. know, how, how how much weight can you lift? And yeah. The more weight you lifted, the the
2: better you were going. You know, We had guys you're... trying to squat 400, four, 500 pounds yeah, back yeah. then. And it's now changed. it's like, if you can do 50 reps at 220 pounds, that's better for what you what you need.
0: So you're telling me I've got strong legs because I carry that round every day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how do you go getting hey, out of bed like a <laughs> <another> great <laughs> right
0: picture? Hey, stick with us. We're heading uh, straight after the break. We're going to go to the Rogers Centre where uh, Scott Neal is, thanks to HomerunSports.com com he's uh, in the stadium right now the liam hendricks and the oakland athletes taking on the toronto blue jays from the rogers center stick with us we'll be right back after this celex recoding service specialize in electrostatic painting where our fully trained staff and state of the art equipment enable projects of any size to be coated either on site or in our well-equipped bayside facility Celix Recoding Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celex Recoating Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at au or call 9788. 4,000. And thanks for joining us. Scott Neils coming to us from the Rogers Centre where Liam Hendricks and the Oakland A's are taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. Scott, just uh, the game's underway now. Just give us a, a recap of where the game's at right now. Game just
3: in, uh, just started the uh, the first inning. The A's got a couple on with a hit by pitch and a couple hits. Scored a run and uh, the new shortstop, Ryan Going, replacing the tonight, made a nice play to end the inning and save a couple runs. So the Jays are down one nothing at the top of the
0: first. And you mentioned Tulowitzki there not playing tonight. Uh, his backup is, uh, is standing in there at shortstop. How's Tulo fit into the club there in Toronto? Of course, he came across halfway through last year. What's the impact he had there in Toronto?
3: I think as a, as a shortstop, I don't really that you find too many better shortstops than uh, Tulewitski. He makes uh, the fantastic play look very routine. And, and does it on a day-in and day-out basis. Uh, one of the things he's really struggling with is uh, this whole Blue Jays club, especially to whiskey, are getting a lot of opportunities to drive and runs, move runners around, and they're just striking out at a, an inordinate rate that uh, has surprised a lot of people. But Tullo in particular uh, has been taking a lot of bad swings, and it might just be one of those days where they say, hey, you know what, take a night off, uh, have, a, have a look-see from the dugout, and... Uh, Maybe clear your
4: head, and we'll get back at it tomorrow. Hey, Scott. Uh, Aaron Rose here with SCN America, a fellow Canadian. Um, you, you, yeah, talked about, that. Yeah, you talked about how some of the Blue Jays are struggling right now. One of the guys who isn't is Josh Donaldson. We had a conversation earlier over here about uh, who is, is really the best in the game. There are a lot of young players in the game right now um, with Machado, Trout, Harper. Where do you think Donaldson fits in there? A little bit older, but still a lights-out third baseman.
3: It's one of those things that uh, we've spent a lot of time watching Donaldson over the last year and early this season, and you really have to admire his effort and attitude throughout the season. Uh, he brings it non-stop. There is no wasted at bats. He gives it 110% in the field. Uh, I mean, how do you rate these guys? They're all so uh, they're, they're such amazing ball players and, and, and bring so many strengths in their own rights, but I mean, how do you compare when you when you start throwing names around like Trout and Machado and Donaldson? They're all just great ball players, and, and just to be grouped up in that group is pretty special.
0: Uh, Scotty, also uh, another one that did have an impact. David Price came across for half a season last year, but this year has moved across to the Boston Red Sox. How do the local fans see when players come and go like that? As I said, Price was really good in the second half of the year, didn't succeed so much come the playoffs, and then moves on to a big club for big money. How do the local fans feel about players moving on like that? Well, the thing about
3: David Price is it's what he brings on the field is a given. He's one of the top pitchers in the league and did outstanding for the days and obviously spent a pretty special time with him last fall. The biggest thing about a guy like David Price is he's a quality person that has impact on and off the field. And I think that positive atmosphere in the clubhouse is created due in part to what he brings to the club. And I think even the the short time that he was here, he rubbed off on guys like Stroman and and Sanchez that have that high energy and and, and positive attitude that, that ripples through the club. People were absolutely distraught that we didn't throw the back up the the, the money truck when, when Price was going up for $30 million a year or whatever it was. Uh, but the bottom line is you can only pay so many guys so much money. And uh, with, with a guy like Price, you knew that whatever you had to offer, someone was going to offer more. So it really was no point getting any bidding for
2: Last year, uh, Chris Colabello played a, a, an outstanding role for the team. And uh, today, obviously, we've heard that he's just been suspended for 80 games for breaching the Major League Baseball drug policy. What's the feeling there in, in Rogers Centre today?
3: Well, I don't think anybody is more surprised because one of the things they talked about, if ever you saw a guy that was not going to get busted for some sort of steroid, it would be Chris Colabello. I had the chance to talk to him in Montreal a couple of weeks ago. And I was kind of surprised... Or underwhelmed with his size, he just appears to be a much bigger guy. But he was lean, almost looked more like a marathon runner than a big home run hitter. And uh, he came up through the independent leagues, and it's quite a, a story that he just kept plugging at it, plugging away. And it was a really feel-good story that he finally got the opportunity to have a great season in the bigs, and then all of a sudden this happens. And I think. Uh, you got to think that it contributed he's been off to a terrible start and rumor has it that uh, his tests were in march 13th so uh basically for the whole season he knew he was getting the 80 games so that had to contribute to his uh, effectiveness so far
4: hey scott um we had a conversation last week with liam hendricks australian baseball player who's actually might get into the game today in the rogers center you played uh over here in Australia and back home in Canada. Can you compare the Australian Baseball League with Canadian baseball and American
2: baseball?
3: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I know that uh, in getting back there a couple of years ago to watch the Australian League, the Australian League has changed. It's gotten younger, it's gotten better. They're putting more time and effort. you got to remember, when I played, guys like Fritter and guys like me played,
0: it can't be that good. So, <laughs> Boy, we partied hard, though. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we, we had a great time and we won, so you couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah but for the most part, uh, very impressed with uh, the Australian League and and the sort of direction that they've taken. Baseball is baseball no matter where you play it. Uh, I mean, the Australians have a great uh, reputation for being being rugged and and giving it 110% at all times, and I think that's why the Australians and the Canadians are always considered so similar uh, because we have that same sort of attitude and, and reputation. We have a lot more leagues out here, and a lot of variety of leagues. Uh, but for the most part, uh, very similar attitudes, and uh, a lot of great ballplayers coming out of both countries.
0: Scotty, the um, there has been some talk, and this is uh, it's a long way off, actually, really happening. But there's been some talk about expanding Major League Baseball teams, and possibly getting a, a team back in Montreal. It was the old Expos that moved on to be the Washington Nationals, I believe. Um, is it What would be the feeling there? Do you think Montreal is now set and could host and keep a major league team?
3: Man, I grew up an Expos fan, and it's one of those things that you'd love to see a team there. But uh, reality is, uh, the Olympics is awful. It, uh, you didn't even feel comfortable sitting in it and both games sold out with 55,000 people. But it was just one of those stadiums that you know has to be replaced. So if they even entertained the ideas of getting a team, they'd have to build a new stadium. And uh, there's, just, there's a lot of hurdles to jump. And quite honestly, is there enough pitching in the minors and all the leagues to uh, add more major league teams? I don't know that there is.
0: Um, all right, Scotty. Well, um, thanks very much. Just give us a, a, a latest on the game right now. I think you said the Jays were up one nothing.
3: No, uh, A's, A's were up one nothing. J's one three up, three down on the bottom of the first. So after one, the A's are up
0: one nothing. Awesome, mate. Really appreciate you coming on the show today. And uh, make sure you root for Liam Hendricks if he comes into the game. Where's that green and gold for us? Uh, but appreciate you coming on. Thanks to Home Run Sports. Get him at homerunsports.com. You're on SEN Baseball. We're now going to go to an interview with Mick Aldis, from uh started a new club up in northern New South Wales and welcome to the show Mick Aldous former Geelong legend I believe the name Aldous is uh synonymous down there Geelong Saints way but uh, Mick you've just moved up to northern New South Wales and started a new club up there I believe you just had the launch this week can you tell us a little bit about how this new club the Armadale outlaws came about
4: yeah sure thanks guys and uh, and thanks for having us um look we um um, I moved up here a little while ago for, for work and uh, uh, finding, finding baseball uh, is a bit tricky in country New South Wales. So um, I played in Tamworth and then we basically got uh, a few guys together locally here. It was about June of last year uh, and had a, had a bit of a chat to, to see whether we could field a, a local Armidale team to play against the Tamworth guys. And um, you know, here we are nine months later. We've got uh, 27 people signed up to play. Uh, we're actually putting three three teams into the competition so we're adding about 30 uh, percent player numbers and um, and it's just taken off
1: Mick russell spear here mate how are you
4: Good, good speedy.
1: Geez, uh, this thing—I uh, watch it on social media. It's—it's it's really grown some legs. Uh, I know. Uh, I know the type of determined fellow you are. Is this just purely because you couldn't be bothered travelling to Tamworth and you wanted a game closer to home? Or uh, well, look, you game? know,
4: it's selfish reasons. You know, it, not many people are going to pick a 48-year-old to play in their <laughs> age grade team anymore. So I had to build my own. But uh, no, we uh, look. I—I—I I, um, I just love the game and. I chatted to a few guys, and, and I could see that they were passionate. And you know, that one of the one of the greatest things—we haven't played a competitive game yet—but we, one of the greatest things, has been guys who have come up to me and said, "You know, I thought my baseball was over. I'm living here in Armidale," and he and they've said, "Thanks for bringing it back. You know, thanks for getting baseball going again." And that that to me is is all the reward I need already. Um, you know, and and as you say, you know, it's it's grown legs. Nine months ago, we sat and talked about it on social media. The other day, I had three people at Dodgers Stadium who didn't know each other, all with an Outlaws cap on, and and posting stuff saying, "Hey, I'm at the game." Two guys were 50 metres apart, and and just just amazing. It's it's you know, without social media, this this would never have happened.
2: Mick Brendan Wilson here. Just talk yes. us through the uh, the Outlaws. How did you come up with that name? Yeah, look. Um,
4: there's a local legend here. His name's uh, Captain Thunderbolt. He sort of roamed around.
0: Really? 100 wow. Captain Th-
4: <laughs> Yeah, a yeah, hundred odd years ago. There was a self-named thing. He was Fred, Fred Ward was his name, so I think he had to, had to think of something catchy. Um, so he, he roamed around and uh, um, was a bit of a, a bush ranger uh, about uh, the late 1800s. And um, so halfway between here and Tamworth is a town called Urella. Uh, that has a statue for, for him, and um, we're good at celebrating our rangers, aren't we? Um, yes, yeah, so I was and, going
0: to say, he must have been an old drinking buddy of Ned Kelly yeah, or something, yeah. was he? Yeah. <laughs>
4: um, so we looked at we looked at that as a as a uh, as an option, um, but there's already a Tamworth Thunderbolts, uh, a basketball team, um, and uh, and being a Victorian up here in uh, in South in uh, New South Wales, I couldn't call us the Mexicans. Um, but um, uh, we we looked at a play on words. We couldn't be the bandits, um, and uh, an outlaws popped up, and and that that sounded okay.
0: Uh, Mick, now the next question's coming from one of your owners. So tread oh, very okay. carefully, yes, yes, mate. Yes. Tread carefully.
4: <laughs> very good, Mick Xavier Player here. Uh, yeah, okay. I was going to bring up the co ownership thing, but uh, thanks to Fritter for getting in early on that. <laughs> one of the best parts about seeing this unfold is how the co-ownership has sort of come about. For our listeners yeah. who aren't really aware of of that side of it, can you give us a brief rundown? Sure, sure. Look, um, part of obviously starting up a new club, and, and most of the people in the room there know how how much money is required and, and, and the work required to get a club going. Um, we looked at saying, okay, how do we get people involved? How do we get lo- local people to to buy into this? Um, we had the caps made and and the caps were looking pretty sweet. And um, so we we thought about an idea to say, okay, kick in a hundred bucks and you get a cap and and you become a co-owner. In the first week of doing that, we got about five locals to to throw some money in. And um, and I was aiming at about a thousand bucks. I thought, look, if I get 10 people to do this, that's great. Um, About a week in, um, I happened upon late at night um, a blog, uh, a minor league blogger called Benjamin Hill, and uh, he he basically um, picked up our story. I commented on a, a minor league team that was having trouble getting their ground ready, and I said, "Look, if you want a story, I said we've got a, uh, an Australian story here for you, which which might be interesting." He jumped on top of that and said, "Yeah, send me some info." Um, I've got to thank Kingsley Collins who who really got the ball rolling with. Some some media and some really great stories to, to be able to to get the the ground uh, moving on it. Um, anyway, I sent that to Benjamin Hill. He he posted overnight a story about us, and I went to bed with six hundred dollars on a, a GoFundMe page, and woke up with three and a half grand. Wow! And and all these people from the US who I had no idea who they were um, were putting their hand up for for a, a co ownership. We now have seventy six. Um, of which uh, Xavier is one of. Yep. Um, we've got about thirty in the US. Um, we've got one guy in Austria. I don't know whether he, he read the read the wording wrong. I don't know whether he thought the team was in Austria. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's he's baseball nuts. Um, and and some local and um, you know a lot of Australian guys around who who just love their baseball, who said yeah look you know happy to be involved. So um, you know seven and a half grand later, um, you know, we've given some caps out and given some certificates and we've even sold some tops that we had surplus um, and it's, it's just gone, gone nuts. And, um, you know, um, a, lot of, a lot of that, a lot of the, um, the co-owners don't realise it, but without them, you know, this, this, wouldn't have, this wouldn't have got the step up that it needed at the right time to, to go ahead.
0: Mick, the University of uh, New England I believe is where the the ground is based you had your official launch this week is it and the season gets going shortly
4: yeah yeah we've got some trial games today down in, in Tamworth just to, just to dust the cobwebs off but um, our season kicks off next week uh the uni's been great we've got a we've got a fantastic ground it's a, it's a little reminds me a little bit of about my old Old ground at um, Preston, there at the at Latrobe Uni. Yeah. Um, we do have uh, we've got a couple of groundsmen who who are working five days a week on uh, on getting it up to um, to, to a great standard. Um, they're loving the challenge. They're used to rugby and soccer fields, and uh, they're loving the challenge of a baseball field. Um, we've got we've almost got the net uh, the back net up and complete. Uh, that'll be done this week. Um, Shout-out to, to Rose Valley Steelworks and uh, Gata Sporting Products in Queensland that are doing all that for us.
0: Nice work, Mick. Nice work, uh, mate.
4: <laughs> got, to, got to get the sponsors in. Um, but, yeah, no, we had our launch this week at uh, at the White Bull, uh, which is our local pub, and uh, and that was great. We were able to get, uh, get all the, the, the Guernseys together. Um, we had some sponsors there. We had our local member, Adam Marshall, uh, with, who's with the New South Wales Parliament? He's actually working hard to get us uh, some funding as well to, to finish off the, the work, so that uh, so that we don't have to dip into our own coffers too much. And um, yeah, look, the, the local support has been amazing. Um, you know, it's it is they love their sport up here, as as a lot of country towns do, and and the the country town thrives on sport. And um, wasn't sure how we'd go with baseball, but you know we've had guys come out of the woodwork. We've got uh, um, funnily enough, there's a, a local lecturer here in uh, in science. His wife emailed me, and he said, "She said, look, my, my husband loves baseball. He'd love to have a game again." His name has been Gretryx.
0: Oh, and the I old said, uh, family, yeah.
4: Yeah, I said you, you've got to be the Trexes from South Australia, and and they've now made our uniform tops. Um, okay, yeah, so, they, they've been
0: in that business for a while, and they well, yeah, baseball, baseball they goods, have, yeah.
4: They have early early seventies, I believe. But um, you know, stuff like that has just you know, it's just popped up at the right time, and 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 we've got we've got some great guys playing. We've got Josh Shaw who played Queensland under-18s, um, and and is probably one of uh, would be our best thrower. Um, we've got Brad Smith who played um, representative baseball on Central Coast, um, and just just a lot of guys who who've either played at some stage or have loved the game and are coming back again. Um, as well as a handful of students who are playing for the first time, and that's that's great to see as well.
1: Now, Mick, uh, you'll be mayor of Armidale soon enough. Um, <laughs> you'll be their favourite son. Look, doing all this and putting all this effort in, mate, surely, surely you can get a Guernsey as uh, starting pitcher, batting three, first game up.
4: Well, look, we we do have a home game on the 21st of, uh, of May. Um, we were hoping to get the guys from... Um, Sports Broadcasting Australia. They were going to come up and broadcast it live on live stream. They've been pulled away to uh, to another another ground uh, uh, championships. I think in South Australia, but uh, they will come and come and do a game one day for us and uh, and live stream it. But uh, look, I'm 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 sneaking in there, Spizzy. I've got uh, I've gone and got some newborn bats, and um, uh, I'm I'm looking after the good ones and they're in my kit. So uh, I'm I'm doing everything I can to. Uh, to get out there and, and, and get in amongst it, I'm sort of hiding a bit at first base these days, just to uh, just to keep my eye in. And uh, I'm, I'm loving the fact I've got a few other pitchers to help out. Mick, what's going to be the easiest way for people who aren't in Armidale or around the region to keep up with uh, news and scores from the team? Yeah, look, probably um, probably the Armadale Baseball uh, Facebook site. Um, we've got over 500 people on there, um, and that's that's probably the easiest way at this stage. Uh, so if they jump on Armadale Baseball on Facebook. Um, if they want to be a co-owner, um, we still we've now set our sights at maybe getting 100 by the end of the year, um, just to uh, just to round that off. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know there's plenty of opportunity. Uh, we'd we'd love to see you know lots of people come to our games. I know there's a few co-owners down there. Um, and Adrian Kelly is one of them and uh uh who's uh who's talking about uh coming up here for a road trip one day spizy so there might be a seat in a in a car for you It's at, a shame um... you can't
1: choose your own as Mick
4: <laughs> but, uh, yeah so there's there's a handful of guys who um who are saying look you know that might be a um, one hell of a road trip at some stage to come up and, and see a game and uh and we'd be we'd be very accommodating to anyone who would like to come up but uh it is a long trip um but look you know we we just um wrapped that we've got so many people out there that have thrown their support behind us not often you get a new baseball club pop up and certainly not in uh in country new south wales especially um yeah so it's been it's been great and um you know just the support you know from from baseball people all around you know we've had gear we've had we've had lots of stuff sort of land our way and um and it's nice to be able to uh Uh, for people to be able to contribute in in any way they can.
0: Uh, Mick, really appreciate you coming on the show this morning, mate. Uh, Congratulations on getting the Armadale Outlaws up and running. As you mentioned, uh, people can check you out on Facebook and via websites and and get involved with the club, but really appreciate you coming on the show this morning, mate. Good luck with it all. Wonderful.
4: Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Much appreciated.
0: And great show today, guys. Uh, Thanks for participating in the show. Russell Spear, thanks very much for coming on SEN Baseball. Thank you, Frida. Thank you, gentlemen.
1: I think it's your shout for the coffees.
0: Absolutely. I'm up for it. And Willow, thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. I had a great time. Looking forward to next time. Absolutely, mate. Well, that's all we have for you today on SEN Baseball, but uh, make sure you tune in next week, and uh, we'll be back here again with more SEN Baseball. Thanks for listening to the SEN MLB podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.